Baruch Hashem, we just uh, finished Meseches Meiser Sheni. Meiser Sheni, you think about it, there's a little bit of a difference between Meiser Sheni and some of the other Mesechtas that we've learned together. Truma goes to the Kohen. Meiserishan goes to Levi. Chalo, we're now learning, goes to the Kohen. Peya, Leket Shikha, and Peya. So all these things go to the Aniyam. But Meisr Sheni and uh, Demai and, and, and Revai, which we saw at the end of the Masechta, are unique in the fact that I keep them myself. There's a Kedusha. When I take this fruit and I make it into Meisr Sheni, or if it grows in the fourth year, if it's Revai, so it has Kedusha, I can move that Kedusha onto coins, I can put the Kedusha back onto the fruit, but at the end of the day, this fruit is not ordinary fruit anymore. It's special fruit with a kedusha, and that kedusha is of me to go and eat it in Yerushalayim in a way which is special, in a way that I show that my fruit is just not mundane fruit. It's not ordinary fruit. This is special fruit. It's elevated fruit. It's fruit that makes me closer to Hashem, and I have to live my life that way. So it's only one-tenth of my fruit. It's not all of my fruit, but it's a symbol for everything. That this is the fruit that I have that I have to go take to Yushalayim. It elevates me. It's a fruit with a Kedusha. I was thinking about it, that uh, we're in the middle of Hanukkah. There's an element in Hanukkah which is very much like that also. But not in terms of taking the mundane and making it into something which is Kaddish. But taking something which is intrinsically Kaddish and making sure that it doesn't become mundane. And Klai Yisrael always did mitzvahs. At the time of the Yuvanim, Klai Yisrael also did mitzvahs. What the Yuvanim wanted to do was not to say to them, listen, Chas Hashem, you know, you don't have to stop doing everything and we certainly don't want to kill you, but just take on an attitude of the Greeks. Look at life like a Greek. You can have a nice life. You can even have some kind of a religion. They didn't wipe out all the religions. Everybody can keep their own religion. But just do it with our worldview. So you're taking something which is intrinsically Kaddish, the Kedusha of the Jewish religion, and you're just tainting it with something which is a, a little bit impure. So there are two aspects. There's taking the mundane and we have to make it Kaddish and then there's something which is Kaddish we have to make sure that it remains pure that it doesn't get any taint of anything which can degrade it or bring it down. The end of every Nesechta uh, so always like to you know, come up with new ideas and you know, whatever expand a little bit what else can we do? This time after Meisr Shani, I was thinking about it. I don't think that I don't think that it's the time right now of new for new ideas for new institutions. But I think that we've done enough mesechtas already together that at this point it's just time to go back and analyze. It's already eight months since we began the project, and to try to get back to what our real goals were in starting this project so that we can keep everything 100% pure and focused and know what we're after. 
there's been a lot of hawk with telephone shiurim and newspaper articles and all the other shtick. But we can't let that make us lose our focus because that's not why we started this whole thing. And we have to get back to basics and understand what this thing is really all about. Five minutes a day is not a lot. But five minutes a day can, and I think already did for a lot of people, can change your life. Rav Shimon Shkup is Saif Yamav only learned Mishnayis. Why? Because by learning Mishnayis, he was able to read through the Mishnayis and chazer over all of the sugyas and shas because he had them organized by Mishnayis. Obviously, we're not doing the same thing over here, but what we're doing is, is we're drawing a rough draft. By going through Masechtas one after the other and by mastering them to whatever ability, whatever, to whatever degree we can, we're setting ourselves up and we have an outline for all of the sukkis and shas. And the more seriously that people take that, the more they're going to get out of that. That doesn't mean that people should spend two hours on it or even an hour a day. But the amount of time that you spend on it, appreciate what it is that you're getting. It's not that you're just, you know, whatever, coasting through some kind of thing. Okay, fine, on to the next one. We made another CM. Okay, now I feel good about myself. Every one of the Mishnayas is in Yanim and Sugyas and big Sugyas. And you're not learning them now, but Bezaz Hashem, one day you will. That's one thing. The second thing, which is a very big objective, is Seder Ayom. The way that we have the Shear instituted is always five minutes before the Seder. All right, now I'm being a hypocrite because we're cutting into the Seder, right? But I know that for myself, and I hope that for everybody else also, whatever, the very fact that you have the Seder in your day five minutes before, that you, you know, we, we have a Seder before the Seder, it helps us organize ourselves. And then, also not to be minimized, is the issue of Limerat Terra Barabim, feeling that you're part of a tzibur, is something which uh, you may not appreciate it now, because when you're young, you have it automatically. You have it in school, you have it in yeshiva. But in your adult life, even though people have a shul or go to a shul, being part of a tzibur, a person without a tzibur, is almost a yasa. Uh, the creation of a small tzibur who has a project doing something together and feels a sense of fulfillment and accomplishment in what we're doing together one after the other after the other that's another goal that uh, Bez Hashem we set for ourselves over here and uh, it's, uh, what's it called it's, it's up until this point Baruch Hashem is being accomplished uh, I want to thank all of the people who over the last Masechta, before that, being uh, getting things together, particularly particularly Aaron, who worked very hard during this Masechta and getting things together for uh, beginning to, to get the names of the yard sites, the mayor, and uh, and uh, the questions, Benji and whoever else wrote the wrote the different questions during the uh, during this Masechta. I myself found them very helpful. And uh, I just want to tell you one thing that happened with me this week. A number of people I probably heard it, but is it gave me it gave me a chizuk. On Friday, I got a I got an email from some strange guy. Aiden says that it was him in masquerade, but some uh, what's it called? 
who said, you know, the, the, the shiurim haven't been posted on the, on the website for 10 days. What's going on? Now, this guy is not an alumnus. I don't know who he is or whatever it is, unless he's masquerading. I don't, don't do know who he is. And I sent him an email and, uh, you know, sent him to the website. And I got, a, I got an email back from him almost immediately. And he said, okay, great. And I put him on the email, on my personal email list. And he said, I went out and I bought a yad of rum, Mishnayis, an art school Mishnayis, that I can learn together with the shir. So... I'm just bringing it out. It was a chizuk for me because you do something like that with a bunch of you do something like this with a bunch of bnei yeshiva, something that has an intrinsic value. You never know who's going to gain from it. And Be'ez Hashem, Frank, if you're listening, so uh, you know you should continue to learn with us also and all the other Franks out there, people like you. Uh, and Be'ez Hashem, we should continue to continue to finish masechta after masechta, <coughs> organizing all of the sugyas hashas. And then filling in the lines and learning everything by Mekrav, clearly with a clarkite, and we should continue to finish many Masechtas and Svar and Sdarim together. Mazel tov. Mazel tov.